The landlady wore two wigs. On a typical day, like today, for instance, she donned the dusty rayon artichoke model. It fit like a swimming cap. She wore the other wig, an orange bubble-shaped affair, approximately once every six months, on special occasions, like when she lapsed into a good mood. Whichever wig she wore lay crooked on her head. Like her hair, Clara Gascoigne's house perched on a slant, on the brink of Queen Anne Hill in a neighborhood that breathed Nouvelle Pacific Northwest zephyrs and mourned a grand old past, tainted by the conversion of genteel Victorian mansions and noble estates into mazes of cubicle-sized, trendy apartment dwellings. Clara Gascoigne owned several of the restored properties in Cedar Lane, including the upscale Rhododendron Arms, next door to her own abode. This steep corner precipice on Queen Anne Hill embodied Clara Gascoigne's world, and she ran it like a prison camp. She kept her money in cash bills in a heavy steel box, stashed somewhere inside her house. She kept her husband the same way, except when she let old John out to tend light fixtures on rafters and perform other precarious duties, where his two feeble legs struggled up rickety stepladders or coupled like bent toothpicks under his Black & Decker toolbox. Clara Gascoigne was merciless. The sky over Seattle drizzled this Friday morning in June, and a steel-gray Puget Sound wore angry whitecaps. At half-past eight, bumper-to-bumper traffic rode Queen Anne Avenue's roller coaster slide into downtown, and a nefarious breeze wafted exhaust fumes upwards into the ozone. This was the year of Seattle's famous spring drought, when for three glorious weeks, freak El Nino winds transformed the drizzling Emerald City into an astonishing arid desert. And a stunned citizenry rationed water and walked around acting like beached salmon. But all that had changed this morning, when a robust nor'westerly blew into town. In spite of drizzling skies, Clara Gascoigne's steep lawn on Cedar Lane bathed luxuriously under a giant, arcing aluminum sprinkler, placed carelessly on the edge, where half the water fell wasted over concrete sidewalk. She wasn't a conservationist. Venus Diamond waited for the sprinkler to arc onto the grass and slipped past to the landlady's front porch. Wearing civilian dress on her first day off in two months, black jeans, black t-shirt, and a slick new Patagonia anorak, Venus felt energized this morning, in spite of nor'westerlies and drizzle. If she had a choice, she'd be back in Singapore, swimming in Raffles Pool, sipping slings, soaking up tropical sunshine. A Pacific Northwest native should never go to the tropics. It divides your loyalties right down the middle. Some giant had built the Gascoigne's porch stairs, and Venus felt her leg muscles stretch. The stretching felt good, in a zen way, adding spring to her legs. Short legs, and like the rest of her, small-boned, and in superb physical shape. Most people, when first meeting Venus, were put in mind of an asexual wood nymph, or Peter Pan. And she despised these fairy tale references to her size.